Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And, and anyone knows that you can become a member and uh, sponsor of this show, out to the Ed the Pagan Show. I'm Ed the Pagan, and welcome for a special evening uh, episode of Pagan Tonight Radio, where I will have Sarah uh, Livermore and also later Lady Belladonna Laveau talking about what is one of the most, what has become very interesting and probably controversial in our community, is the idea of cosmetics, makeup, modeling this sort of idea of the beauty industry in various forms coming in and helping out themselves to some of our images and looks. And so I'm talking about somebody who's both a fine practitioner of the arts, uh, Sarah Livermore, who's a psychic witch of Salem, and who, as we know, we've had her on before and we've enjoyed her, and uh, who is now working for, I guess it's Jet Set Modeling, and is trying to represent both her own community, but also herself into this modeling world. And are you there, Sarah? Hi. Yeah. Hello. Okay. I'm here. So, so, so tell us a little bit about your your latest venture. Um, modeling. So it, I did did a little bit of modeling here and there um, for quite some time, um, but this competition was brought to my attention. Um, I guess they've Jet Set Magazine has been doing this for a few years. Um, towards the start of the year, they'll have a competition to be Miss Jet Set. Um, the new cover model for their magazine. Um, so I entered the competition and um, it's basically a social media popularity contest. Um, you have submit photos and create a profile and then the world votes and whoever gets the most votes at the end of the competition it becomes the face on the cover of Jet Set Magazine and there's a prize um, a monetary prize, and you go on a tour of the world um, doing photo shoots and things, and then there's this big celebrity party for you at the end. And then you go home and live your life as usual. Well, and, and, and so everybody get out there. You know, we're big voters, so go out and get there and vote. And uh, for Jet Set Magazine, that would be great. And... um and let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this. As I, as I mentioned, Nick's Cosmetics just got to Breed of the Teenage Witch. Um, oh, it's not teen, Breed of the Teenage Witch. It's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So my, let's show my millennial age, non-millennial age there. Um, mm-hmm. And they're doing cosmetics. And a couple, not too long ago, they tried Sephora, tried to do a witch kit out of makeup. There seems to be this very big draw in the beauty industry, especially recently. I've also seen some fashion shows which have done the witch chic. Can you, you know, have you, can you talk a little bit about um, a little bit of that energy, you know, that the idea of the witch is kind of moving into being fashionable? Yeah, I've, I've seen little elements of that here and there in fashion shows. And um, fall makeup in particular Mm-hmm. Jumps on the their their look of the witch, and mm-hmm. while it is a sort of witch aesthetic, 
that is popular right now. Um, I don't know how well crosses over into the broader scheme of cosmetics, um, but makeup sort of is its own magic. You think about using contouring mm-hmm. to um, fake having facial structure that stands out. Um, give yourself shape. That that's almost like shape shifting or fairy glamour. Mhm. Well, so I've noticed like um, so a lot of magazines right now, like ID Magazine had a witch show, um, which I found out, which is a Vice magazine. It says um, you know, how to be a modern witch, and it has you know, which is a as which fashion is magic. Oh, one of the um, big um, one of the big uh, um, uh, designers just had went from uh, just had one of uh, had an image of it just recently out there. Uh, Sarah Polson, uh, and one of the things she did, she did. Uh, they talked about her outfits from uh, the the American Horror Story. Um, and they're, so they're kind of just out there, the idea that there is this idea that you can witch, wear witch fashion now, the witch items more than just at the beginning of the year, more than just at Halloween. I was noticing that. And I've seen models starting to, talk, you know, they're starting to do models with that images of it. And I was, you know, as, as both witch and is that, and I've seen you wear some beautiful dresses and you um, see various types of um, items coming out, you know. What 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 is it that is what is it in the image that makes it look like a witch? Is there anything particular that people see other than I guess the easy one's black? But is there other things? Um, I see a lot of people trying to use earthy tones, but in a really bold look. Instead of like nude and neutral earth tones, like um, mm-hmm. there's there's sort of a stereotype of which is having green eyes, um, and so you see green eye makeup. Um, usually something shimmery or glittery, but then combined with bronzes and browns. To give it a kind of overall earth tone um, that comes together for a witchy look. Um, the wing eye makeup is popular in pretty much all looks. Mm-hmm. Um, is it seems to be another one associated with the witchy look. The Sabrina palette. Um, is a little different in that it is more of a reds and berries look rather than the earthy witch of the past. Um, Because the the Sabrina character, um, I was watching a Mm -hmm. video, like the, the music video, teaser that came out on YouTube for um, the new se- the new season. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely, where she was going to hell. They um, show a close-up of, of Sabrina, and what I noticed most is that they matched her deep berry lips with deep berry eyeshadow. Um, so, and then I looked at the makeup palette online and the matching your lips and your eyes does seem to be something that they're going for in their version of the witch look. I gotcha. Um, and I noticed that they're also getting younger because there's this new show called the Owl House Creators 
are going to bring a witch and a witch onto Disney, another witch onto Disney, and kind of showing them off. And I thought that was very interesting. Um, and that's got another sort of, and again, it's, it, I noticed that in there, um, you're starting to see the witches are more accept, acceptable. Mm, uh, there's even in um, Sophia the First, there's good witches and bad witches. Also in Sophia the First, the royal the, the royal children of all of the kingdoms in that particular um, Disney universe a required course in their education is sorcery. Wow. I did not know I actually know know a little bit about that show because I have a grandson, but I did not know that. The Royal oh, Royal a- Prep teaches sorcery as part of their curriculum. And then, of course, this is being fed to our own children through the, through the show. And yep. so, and so, so we're seeing that sort of thing. And I know it's another space. And I guess one of the things I've seen, um, well, the, the the hashtag witch. I looked it up, and uh, I saw that somebody talking about it. Eighty five hundred eighty five million views on TikTok. And they're all using it. There's a lot of cosplay now that is being witchy, witchified, which I thought was fascinating too. And so they're showing on TikTok, which is, uh, if anyone's seen it, like a series of 15-second to one-minute videos, very short, very fast. And they have all sorts of different things, people giving out witch tips um, and things like that. But they're also wearing a lot of witchy fashions. They're, they're very much getting into the cosplay of the witch. And I know that's another area of spreading. So, so for you trying to be a, so to you as a model, um, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that as you come in and out as a model, as you're becoming in there, you're trying now, you're working on the idea of being just your authentic self. You're not trying to be a witch. You're just trying to be a model. And you just happen to be a witch as well. I, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and- Are you are you trying to fill that niche, or is it you're just a model and that's you know you're just going to be who you are? Um, is that which is such an integrated part of who I am mm-hmm. that it's yes, <laughs> yes I'm trying I am representing my yeah myself and my fellow witches but I'm also just trying to put myself out there um, become better known as a model and just being a model is mostly about projecting the image of being comfortable and really selling whatever you're wearing. Rather, it's mm-hmm. makeup, clothes, a hairstyle, um, whatever. It, it's it's about selling confidence. And you don't hear about a lot of witches and pagans going out and being models or you hear rumors about celebrities having occult dabblings and whatnot, but you don't hear about people who are publicly pagan going and being fashion models. So and so it's an opportunity to um, push the community forward a bit. I I do too. And so, where can they vote for you for your for the model in your modeling situation? Um, is there a page they can go to to model? Is there anything particular? Um, there is. Um, 
Well, I mean, if you go to the Jet Set magazine um, site, you'll see a link for the the model competition. But if it's um, jetsetmag.com slash model model search, but there's like a hyphen in between the words model and search. Mm-hmm. Slash, um, slash twenty twenty. Slash, Sarah, dash Livermore. And that's okay. my link. And so, and you can also go to your Facebook page, and you have links from there as well. Correct. Yes, I, your, I have yeah, so. a link on, on um, Facebook. And um. And you can vote once a day. It's for about another week. And you can vote for once a day, or you can buy votes for charity purposes to help support Sarah. And it would be very cool to have her on. on could you imagine if we can get one of our own on a cover of a magazine? That would be really strong. And and there isn't. I, I'm surprised there is not more models in the witch world. Um, we're gonna have uh, Lady Belladonna, who's working in this field as well. And so. Um, Shortly, and so yeah, we're going to um, talk about that. But the idea, I would think that in the world of glamour, because we just had Michael Herkel's uh, Glamour Witch, um, he just wrote a book called Glam Witch, and I thought that was a very interesting uh, book as well. Um, so, and so I saw that we were doing Glam Witch. That this is a really powerful aspect of it. You would think that. With such a, a beautiful group of people, and there are many beautiful, beautiful witches, male and female, and trans, and and in spirit. <laughs> we we want to keep the ghosts out. But you would think that there would be more activity in that level, but I, I don't see it as much. I don't see that it come, and I wonder why. You would think um, it would be natural to us. I I I have an idea on that. Um, I think that. Um, because so many um, members of the community, um, at, at least this has been true of a lot of my peers early in my practice, came mm-hmm. from family and social situations that did not accept them for their chosen path. Um they felt their self-confidence to tread. Um, many come from a position of being very depressed, and it's it's very hard to fake it till you make it when you're that unhappy. Um, also. I personally have run into a certain amount of pushback where people assume, oh, well, the modeling industry, you know, the fashion industry, entertainment, you know, Hollywood, that's that's all so fake and you're a sellout for even wanting to do that. I'm like, no, no, most of the models that I've met through my, through working have been really nice, genuine, intelligent people. But there's a negative view of what that world is like. And I was also told over and over that to competitive, you can't make it. So I feel like all those factors combined to make people feel like they can't do it. I, I understand that. I mean, so there's like a lot of aspects in our uh, our community. We are dealing with people who are seeking some sort of energy, some sort of practices. I think a lot of our rituals are a lot of our things because you're also a working psychic and uh, and and one of a renowned medium as of, as well. So we're we're kind of taking you into one of the places where you're trying to become more. Um, 
because as, as I said, you're well known, you know, and you do your psychic work, and I know you're a great medium, and and it's easy to see in those roles. And when you do your psychic work and everything else, I notice that you dress very eloquently. There's a very much a style about you. You're very graceful, and I find that you know people are like I've seen people come up to you and say, "Oh, are you do you do any modeling?" So it becomes a natural question for you because I've seen it. I mean, when people have seen you and you, you dress with grace and and that sort of thing. But you would think that I think maybe you're right about the idea that we are you know they're they're already looking for something to change the way they feel inside, and maybe in the future we'll see more of this because I do know there's a Twilight York out in Chicago who's working on a modeling career. Uh, she posts her stuff. I know there's been a few goth models out there. I mean, gothic look is, is always has been around now for more, um, and there's some alternative modeling going on. So there's some movement in that. So I, I I think we're going to see more witches here in the future, I think. And I've seen a certain amount of witch fashion shows. You know, they're using the garb. But for you, because I have seen this. So as, as you go out, because you've been, so I've seen it. Uh, in person, like we're in Salem, like, oh, are you a model? And so you do get asked that question a considerable amount of time. Um, yeah, I've been that a, a lot for quite some time. Um even even before it was true, I would get asked that question. And uh-huh. one thing that has always struck me as strange is people are taking sort of energetic step back when the answer is yes. Um Okay. It, it it's the their but their body language will change, and they'll automatically act like like there's a gap between us as soon as that answer is yes. Um, so, so you're saying when you, when they're just asking you, kind of be a compliment of sorts, and then you verify it that it goes from compliment to a reality. You're saying they really change their attitude. At first, it's like like a compliment, like oh, you should be a model or that sort of thing. And then when you say yes, yes, I am, you're saying that they then then reassess what they just said. Yeah, and put some dis- um, which- huh. That's it's unfortunate. It, it's it's a little disheartening to me because I can feel that change in level of acceptance. Um, when mm-hmm. it's when it's a female. There's usually the this little stab of well then why can't I be one too? And mm-hmm. if it's a guy, a lot of times it was just intended as a compliment to get in my pants. Ah. And guys do that. And then and then for the guys they're like, oh, you can tell that they're thinking, oh, well, she must be unattainable now. Really? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be like that. I, I've never really thought of it that way, but I guess you know, be being a guy and everything else. Um, uh, my own son, when he was younger, had the opposite thing. He only dated models for the longest of time. Um, seriously, there was a period of time that he was dating models, so he just, it was very interesting. And I always thought it was very intriguing that he did that. Um, his sister got awfully mad about it, but he did for, for about a period of two years. Um, you gotta understand, my son's like 6'2". He's got one of these classic, you know, sort of classic, uh, Scandinavian thin looks. So, he did. But I didn't ever thought about the guys would then... Treated unattainable because you always hear the story that the prettiest girl in the room or 
Um, the beautiful women don't tend to get dates. They don't date that often because nobody wants to uh, do that. And so you say when you say that you're a model, that that actually becomes reinforced and be true. Yeah, I find that fascinating. It. I was always the girl who had a gajillion offers of. OMG, would you sleep with me? But zero prospective boyfriends. Um, I had a very, very hard time dating. Um, I I actually, um, early on, I found it easier to date girls than guys. Um, and then, then it, the pendulum swung the other way, and I couldn't get a girl to save my life, but I had, you know, guys coming out of my ears. So it, 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 it just kind of, it, it swings back and forth, but, um, it was it was really difficult in my late teens and early twenties to find a dating relationship that lasted more than two weeks. Um, I had I had one guy. Um, I was I took him with me um, to on a trip back to my old hometown. Um, to watch mm-hmm. me compete in a lip sync competition. Um, and lip syncing in that little area is a surprisingly big deal. Um, they televise this competition on the local channel. And it was too much. It was an over-the-top way to live life to him. He was very intimidated just by that. Some local, pokal, middle-of-nowhere thing that was never going to make me famous outside that county. (laughs) But it was too much for him to handle. And he dumped me a few days after the competition. Um, wow. um, and it, it made not- me, yeah, how hard is it for a partner, male or female, to stand in that shadow? Because he was in the audience watching me on stage performing some Leanne Rhymes song that I didn't even like while a sold out standing room only auditorium whooped and hollered at me. I did not stop to think how that would make him feel. And it was definitely a dating life lesson. Absolutely. And that's something people have to consider. So Jet Set Mag, Sarah Livermore, vote for her, vote often, and vote daily for it. Um, we're going to be about to be joined with by the Lady uh, Belladonna Laveau, uh, the, the Archpriestess of Aquarian Tabernacle Church. But tonight we're bringing her on in a different capacity um, to bring it on. And uh, she is, and that is, as a, as a practicing as a practicing witch, she has definitely worked in the worlds of it, and so we're going to have her join us. And I think this is going to be fascinating. Um, I know very little about beauty in general, so this is why I brought two lovely ladies, and um, I'll try to be le- that sort of uh, that sort of thing. Um, but are you there, Lady Belladonna? I am, Ed. How are you doing? We're doing great. Um, as I said. Um, 
I've been fascinated by this idea of uh, I'm. Let me go ahead. I'm what you call heteronormative. I just got that word today, heteronormative male. But I've not had a lot of practice in this mat, um, in this makeup industry or the modeling industry. As you hear, Sarah's working to get to be a jet set model, which I'm so proud of her. And um, yes, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, and let's get the votes out there for her. But um. Makeup and cosmetics are really beginning to be identified with witches. Um, I don't know if you saw the NYX cosmetics deal they made with Sabrina the Witch, uh, Sabrina the, the Chilling Adventures. Mm-hmm. A couple of months ago, maybe about was it maybe about a year ago, they tried to bring out makeup kits through Sephora, which the community kind of rallied against, and it was put down. But I constantly see this idea of the cosmetic industry, the, the makeup industry. I see parts of the modeling industry trying to catch on to this which she can you talk to about that about that idea? Have you seen that as well? Well, I, it just seems really natural to me when you first come into witchcraft and you learn that you can make things with herbs and oils and you know resins. The first thing that most women want to do is make soaps, make soaps and candles, you know, and incense and perfumes, oils, lotions, all these kinds of homemade remedies that you you use to put on your skin. I mean, Christians have tried to stop their women from wearing makeup since, what, the Dark Ages. is like, don't wear makeup, it's evil, it's of the devil, right? Well, because it casts illusion and it. It can be used to make yourself look very different from how you usually look. You can watch some of the really amazing Instagrammers where the same person looks completely different, picture after picture after picture after picture. That's illusionary magic. It's a work of art, but it's it's illusion too. And I think we've been doing it for a very long time. Illusion's magic, right? And working with herbs, beautifying yourself, Beautifying yourself is a ritual to Aphrodite every time you do it, you know? It's an honoring of yourself, self-love. Totally agree. And, and, and so, but now we start to see more of the commercial aspect coming into it. And so, let me ask you both, and, and, and Bella Don. and so what ways are makeup magical? I mean, you've just talked about it a little bit, but um, I was talking to uh, Don earlier today, and he says, well, they did it a very long time ago. They used to wear it for protection during rites. They would, they would, that, you know, as far as we can tell, for a very long time, we would wear makeup for rites. And I know you do the Spring Mysteries, which is coming up very quickly here, and you've been showing beautiful pictures yeah. of uh, some of the cast me- members. And so, did, so, what do you, so, how is this magic, you know, the idea of the magic is makeup. Makeup is magical, and how is it utilized? Hmm? Well, I mean, if you you can just go around the archetypal wheel. You could use uh, like war paint for makeup, makeup that's very tribal, very warlike, very aggressive, used to intimidate your opponent, or makeup that uses that's used to attract people to you. Makeup that's uh, made to gain respect, right? Or makeup that's meant to be more fun to turn you into an animal or a character or something funny, something very dramatic. It can completely change the mood and energy, which, you know, we know that when you're doing magic, you can layer your magic to make it more intense. Well, if you are going to present yourself in a certain way, you can change your clothes. You can change your hair. You can wear a certain scent. You can put on a certain makeup look. You can wear a certain kind of shoe. You've layered your intent, right? Glamour magic or repulsive magic. Some people use their looks to keep people away and and uh, or to or to gain uh, respect. There or like there's different. There's all these different kind of looks. And when we're casting for spring mysteries and costuming, we look at somebody's look and how they would portray the deity because everybody expresses deity just a little bit different and in some ways just a little bit the same, right? And makeup is a part of it. We work with the 
when I had Aphrodite's makeup, it was a lot of light tones and pinks. Whereas when I did Demeter's makeup, there were a lot of greens and golds. Hera's makeup was blues and golds. And when you get dressed up in that costume and you put the makeup on, Fortuna's got her big club on her face and her pointed black lipstick. It, It just puts you in that space to where you are able to step out of the way and let deity move through you. But you can also use it to, uh, like, one of the spells is to draw a rune on your face with your moisturizer or um, put symbols on your face with your foundation before you blend it in. Or wear certain eye color, eyeshadow color, or certain lip color to get a certain effect. Or perfume. Perfume has a powerful effect, too, right? So I just mm. think that it's the natural evolution of, of we're the fastest growing religion in America right now. And we're a commercial society. If people are going to look around and go, hey, we should market to this big group of people right here. Target's been doing it for a few years. I'm glad to make the industries come around to it. I I am too. Um, so I know Penny Cabot just put out a line of perfumes. Um, so I thought that was very fascinating that she did that as well. And um, so in this the problem with the problem with marketing to a bunch of witches is we all make our own stuff. I've been using uh, my perfume blend that's got like, you know, Lang Lang and Thule and things like that that I've mixed with olive oil that I've been using forever, right? So witches make their own stuff. So it's difficult to compete with it. You have to have a really superior product, right? Mhm. So, so you think witches yeah. they make their own, that it becomes more difficult um, to deal mm-hmm. with that. Um, I find that interesting. I yes, have Sarah? a thought on that. I think yeah. that marketing makeup is harder to make than cleansers, scrubs, and and other skin care products um, because a lot of the art of what pigments to use and how to make the colors um, in a natural way has been lost. So I think if they want to market to witches, makeup is the way to go rather than skincare products because what she was saying is totally true. Because yeah, a lot of witches well, make their you, own. Yeah, they do. But uh, I mean, it, it gets to a point to where quality, though. There's there is just so much quality that I can do at my kitchen sink that a scientist with many years of development behind them will do. So there comes a time when you're like, ah, oh, I need something that's going to do a particular thing, such as you have a skin condition, right? And so then there's there's a reason. It's got to be a superior product, though. It can't just be any fly-by-night thing. It's got to be something that impresses us. We're a, we're a so, shrewd crew. So a combination of what I'm what I'm hearing from it, like Sarah, you're saying that a lot of the older arts are lost, and then and Belladonna, you're saying that basically, even even if, as they do find some of those older ideas, you really need to be a lot more clean, a lot more, as you say, professional in that aspect of it, kind of those those purity tests. That's a very interesting thing. Um, Go ahead, please. Well, okay, so I was going to say, when I was was 25 and I didn't have any money and I was at home with my kids and I could go out and pick blackberries and – stuff like that, then it was a lot easier to make my makeup. I'm a professional woman now. I don't have time to make my own makeup. So that's kind of, it's kind of a different thing for me. Different people have different places where they're at in life. And I think we all go through the stage where we work on making our own stuff. I watch 
people, like I watched Laziki make her own lipstick on YouTube, and it's so romantic and fun, and you love to be able to do that, but the practicality of being able to do it is a different story. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and take this in a direction, I think, because I think we're starting to hear some of the reasons why we don't have more inside community resources, which I think will come. As mainstream society becomes more enamored with the witch, I think they're becoming enamored with the witch. Right now, one of the last census was a million oh, yeah. and a half people, and I just put out a prediction. I'm looking at the trend. Let me tell you, I believe by 2026, we're looking at uh, 20 million net. As I was mentioning earlier, there have been 550 million views on TikTok on witch. That's uh, the, the hottest, latest new one. And if you don't know what it is, and, and Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a TikTok is where a lot of the Zoomer witches are, and a lot of the late uh, millennials, and um, and so that sort of thing. And they're really into cosplay. But I think we're becoming enamored with the witch, and I think it's through pop culture. And so, it, does this benefit? So I'm, I'm going to ask you both. Um, but does this benefit us? I mean, being a witch, you know, does this idea of a mainstream society which becomes enamored with the witch image, does this benefit us, or does this cause us harm? in any way. Well, you know, it, it, you can argue both sides of the coin. When I studied Marie Laveau's life, she did a really, she did a lot of good for voodoo and the culture that she was from in new Orleans. And now when you go to any gas station in New Orleans, there's little voodoo dolls and voodoo fetishes for sale on keychains and stuff like that. So does that harm voodoo or does that help it? It depends on which side of the street you're sitting on. Some people will say having a Wiccan church on every corner is a bad thing, and some people would, will say hallelujah, so mo to be. It just depends on where you're from, good or bad or kind of Christian terms. They don't work in our reality because all of us see things so differently. But Fair enough. I think that it's it's. I think it's a sign of the times, good or bad. It's a sign of the times. People are more focused on values that we are automatically uh, emulating, such as earth stewardship. People are worried about the earth. We take care of the earth. People are starting to look at the world in a more logical and scientific kind of way. And witchcraft is just science that hasn't been explained yet, right? So it just is starting to make sense to people. They're becoming more educated. And I've always said, if your religion doesn't stand up to your education, it's not your education's problem. Don't turn a back your back from a book because it might cause you to question your faith in God. Because that's what I was always taught as a kid. Don't learn too much about religion. Just read these books because it might shake your testimony. Well, I, I, I did follow that. Uh, advice till I got like 20 and then I started reading the other books and I gained a different faith and so I just think it's a sign of the times of people being more educated there being more opportunities for people to talk to each other and share beliefs it's it's lifting us up into a different reality but also we've moved into the age of Aquarius where we're supposed to become more conscious of our impact on the universe and witchcraft is very much about keeping the balance. Our lifestyle currently doesn't so much keep the balance, and people want to move towards that. So I think it's natural. That makes sense. Sarah? Um, she pretty much said everything I was thinking before I could say it. So, um, so Bella does being, that. She, she's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll do that, yeah. Um, I am a a little bit more leaning in the direction of overall in the grand scheme of things, it's good for us. Um, I think we already have a lot of attention on us as the world becomes as she said, desperately searching for something that brings us into balance. But at the same time, you're 
going to get people who find fault with absolutely anything to do with witches or witchcraft. Um, so with when you get more good attention, you also get more negative attention. You can't have one or the other. Okay, that makes good sense. Um, as people know, as part of the FFA show, as you know, I'm this year working on getting us uh, to the OTT, the broadcast to cable market. It's going to spend the year filming and trying to bring the community together. Um, I spent a great deal of time, as you know, out on the fields and I, I see it inside the industry that there's a big change in the attitude and there's a lot of the prejudice. Um, you just have to look at Fort Salem, if you haven't heard about it. I'm so looking forward to it, where we see American witches. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it's a new show that's coming out on a sh- uh, network called Freeform, in which witches of Salem in this alternative reality make a deal with the United States government and actually become patriots that protect the United States, a military of witches that actually serve the United States government. Big shift in thought from usual shows. Tremendous shift. And so I see that. But So both of you are both working witches, and I mean this in the very literal sense. You're both professional psychics. You're both uh, out in the world. You're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with this idea of industry. You're both in, caught in the, you know, not only being psychics and, and, and medium. Uh, so with Sarah, I know she's a very big, I know you do psychic work. Belladonna, of course, has the, the secondary task or the primary task of operating uh, one of the oldest and one of the most big, distinguished uh, witch traditions in North America, the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, and that's that's a big job in and of itself. I, I know, but you also make a living, and so and then part of it, you've decided both have decided to make part of your living inside um, the beauty industry, uh, modeling, and I know that you guys work in makeup. And can can you address a little bit about that? The idea that are we allowed to be basically allowed to have a life that is a witch and simultaneously what people see as commercial? I mean, I know how I feel about it, but how do you feel about that? I mean, I I have a hard time understanding you. So, how do I feel about? So, one of the things I think that a lot of people do is I think a lot of pagans and witches don't feel like they can take their magic like and, and do things with the, the world I mean commercial you both have are also working oh. as a commercial in the commercial industries like Sarah you're actually trying to become a working model I mean try to get more than that and we're, I'm looking towards our community to help vote you in and and I'm hoping that they spend some time and go just at Meg and vote for Sarah Livermore and get her to be kind of this and and I was mentioning and Belladonna you're working very you work very hard not only are you leading your tradition, one of the most distinguished traditions in the world, um, the ATC, which has been around for a long time, and it's got to be a lot of work to run on a daily basis, but you're also working in, in your own industry. You've been, I've, we've seen kind of on your Facebook and things like that, how you're developing your life with, uh, as a salesperson in, this cos- in, the, in the industry. Can you talk about that? Is it, you know, what do you say about that? Do, do we have a right to develop that, I mean, as a community? I know that this has been a big thorn well, in a lot of people's sides. You know, I I feel like one of the things that our whole religion needs is more money. We our our institutions need more money, and mm-hmm. uh, but but our people, our institutions can't have more money until our people have more money. So I feel like we need to as leaders. To, we need to focus on job generations for our people, and that's what I've been trying to do. I have, I have created jobs where people can be psychics, where they can teach, where they can be in. Uh, we have a store and uh, a publishing house. We have a lot of different ways for people to make money, but we're basically cutting each other's hair. It's not really. I mean, the psychic work. I make all my money on psychic living up until six months ago. But not everybody can do that. Not everybody can be psychic. Not everybody can do it full time. It, it's a job, and it takes a certain amount of skill. So, job generation has been my concern for quite a while. And right after I held Hera, every time you hold a deity at Spring Mysteries, you get some kind of 
level up download at the end of it. And what Hera gave me was Mary Kay, which fits right in line with all of my principles. I really took a good look at this company, and I realized that it's set up so well, and it's, it's based on some spiritual principles that fall right in line with pagan values. And I've just, I have ran with it because I want to show the other girls that there's avenues that they can take to make money. They can have affluence and influence in this world as a full-time witch, being their own boss and doing their own thing. And, you know, I'm going to keep, keep looking for more job generation because not everybody can be everything, right? Like everybody's got their own niche. But right now, I'm working on that, and it really mainstreams us. It it takes something that's already magical, and that's like I had this dream where Aphrodite and Hera got together and had a baby, and it was right around the time when I signed up for Mary Kay, and it's like it's like the blending of those two magics, strong business skills with makeup, which is fun and happy and very very magical stuff. So it. It helps me train powerful priestesses, but it also helps mainstream us to where we can meet so many more people. I have, I have really changed the way I make money and the way I expect our church to have money in the future because I've gone from being able to make just a little bit of money to being able to make a lot more money and have a limitless amount of potential. And I, my money is the church's money. I spend all my money on God as I have for years. <laughs> you know, and I want us to be a part of the bigger world when we're just selling each other baubles on the on the sides of the economy. We're not influencing the world, and the world needs witches right now more than anything. They need us. Yeah, I agree with you. I've been that's been one of the big things I've said all along that we we build our economy mostly as roadside merchants that we began as sort of the festival merchants and we haven't really emerged out of that. Um, and I, I do, I do, I believe, I believe in everything about this idea of, of generating jobs and everything. Um, this idea of bringing it in. Um, I, and, and Sarah, so for you, the hope is that you, you get to start representing mainstream companies, right? Is that you, you're not going, I mean, what you're doing is you're not going for, to be a witch model, you're going for a model with Jet Set Magazine, and you just happen to be a witch, right? Um, you're, right. You're... I'm. I've up to this point done more kind of gothic and witchy modeling, but mm-hmm. I'm trying. To it up into a broader, more general category, and really, it gets into the need for an influx of cash into our community. Um, I can't. have enough money coming in to buy a shop and set up my own business without that capital coming from somewhere. And mm-hmm. if I can do it through putting through my modeling, it's going to go right back into the community. Um, and the Jet Set Magazine competition is just one opportunity I'm trying to take advantage of to make that happen. You know, I've always dreamed of completely making a living off of what I do as a psychic, as a witch. Um, as a priestess, I want to be able to do that, but I'm not going to get there just venting at craft fairs and having the occasional um, 
photo shoot with my favorite couple of photographers. Um, So Jet Set Magazine is a possible way for me to up my my game as a model to be able to bring more money, more prosperity into my life and then redirect some of that into my other avenues of income, like build those up. Makes sense. So if you're a fat, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I'm I'm good. I was going to say, if you're a fashion designer out there, if you're a young fashion designer and you need to put clothes on somebody, I think Sarah's one of those people out there. I know we have people who design clothing. I know we have people who are in this. So this is my, I guess my last question. Well, I'm I'm also looking for a spring designer. I'm looking for a spring designer. I'm going on tour this year. And if anybody mm-hmm. wants me to wear their clothes, I will be happy to do it. I wore Mishu all last year, but um, I am happy to change if somebody's got some clothes that they want to share. Okay, so let's talk about this for a little bit. I think that's a very appropriate point. Um, I'm about to, be, you know, I'm on my, I've begun my tour. I'm a, I, so me, I got caught up. Um, at Halloween, uh, Sarah, Sarah was very fortunate to be an oracle with me, and I kind of crashed uh, the, the veil. I didn't just cut, cut the veil. I kind of crashed it in Salem at one of the most focal points in the country, and it ended up leading me to, like, oh, we're going to make you get rid of the rest of your life. Don't worry about it. The rest of your life is gone. You just don't know it yet. It's gone. And uh, within a year now, I'm, I'm looking at that. So the idea of one of the things I'm looking at is this idea that we I'm trying to talk designers and jewelry people to get them used to the idea of sponsorships and getting them to project themselves into the world. Like I said, I'm going to be filming, and um, I already got one sponsor, My Mystic Gems, who I wear their jewelry. I'll be wearing it on air as I go around the country and interviewing people and kind of covering our community because I do believe that at the end of this year, at, I believe next April, uh, when we go to the National Association of Broadcasters and do a strong presence of our community of um, what we need to be having them film, what they're going to do. Because I've already seen, I've, I've been involved enough in the industry. There is places in ABC, NBC, Hulu, Netflix, they're sitting around tables saying, well, wow, Sabrina's doing really well. Charm's doing really well. How can we tap into that community? You don't think that's happening. You're kidding. And I think that our community really needs to step up. I mean, having you, because you both of you are going to go around and be seen by a lot of people. So for a fashion designer or for people to do so, to dress you or to give you jewelry to wear and you agree to or, you know, talk about these things about it, I think that's a very important part of us getting out there. Um, I agree. Um, I think that it is something. And that's what I was going to project out to you. So how do you think that you're both businesswomen? And this is one of the reasons why you're both, uh, both priestesses, both businesswomen, both want to do better by your community, and you're both building these powerful businesses, which is not normally typical. I hate to say it. You don't see that a lot in our community. What can you do to, what should we do to encourage people to really come out, come out of their shells and stop just being in their back, back closets, but really out here in the, in the community trying to make a run for it, to live their highest selves, their best dreams? Well, you really just have to you have to give yourself a chance. Women mm-hmm. um, and and witches in general. It's not just a women thing. It's, there's a lot of women in the craft, but I think witches in general kind of have always felt marginalized a little bit on the outside of society, and so they're not always confident. You have to find um, role models that instill confidence in you. And like you said, there's there's not a whole lot, but there are there, and you can find them. And I mean that's. It's what I do. I'm a success strategist. I help people figure out how to make themselves successful and and what they want to do. That's what I do as the arch priestess. So mm-hmm. we have avenues. I know that, that other other priests and priestesses try to help their people be successful as well in different ways and within the craft and stuff like that. So we're working on it. We're growing. And witchcraft, Wicca, paganism is still just trying to get its 
feet wet with getting into the business world. I think we had to figure out how to get to get along with the, all of the many traditions all of a sudden put on the Internet together. There's been a cycle, you know. We all were kind of alone, and now there's just so many of us. It's growing pains. But I'm pretty proud of ourselves because I see us developing more and more professionally every day. More professional people come into the craft. We we are becoming more diverse. It's it's less of there's there's just way more of us and more of us create variety. And and from that opportunity. So Belladonna, yes, opportunity. Absolutely. So you have spring mysteries coming up, which is one of the most beautiful things I've seen. I've seen at least the pictures of it. And it looks it appears to be really a beautiful uh, set. And of course. I love the piece that you can't. And so the big thing about Spring Mysteries, you can't tell us anything about what happens in Spring Mysteries because it's something you have to do. Um, uh, I can tell you a little bit. It's an initiatory experience, though, and it is it is one of the most breathtaking from your nose to your toes, make your eyes tear spiritual experiences that I've ever been in. And every time I do it, it's that way. But the it, it's the story of... Demeter and Persephone and the journey to the underworld and it it's a psychodrama. It creates a spiritual experience where you have to experience and, and go through the initiation to receive the the message, right? And so it's been this is thirty five years in running. There's gonna be the Arch Priestess elevation for Canada and Mary Melissa will be stepping into that role. So Wendy Rule's coming back. She's going to do her album again, which is really a soundtrack that goes right along with what we do. It's a beautiful couple accompaniment to our work. And the pageantry, the the oldest pilgrimage in the world, if you're pagan, you really owe itself your, it to yourself to go to Spring Mysteries. Springmysteries.com. And we have uh, early registration, still discount pricing. So come get your tickets. Don't want to miss it. Absolutely. We're already halfway sold out. Ooh. That's fantastic. Cool. And um, I fully expect Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and if they want to get a hold of you through the church, it's, it's you know, Bella, that's mysteries.com. Yeah, Bella at atcwicca.org. atcwicca.org is our website. And Bella at is the easy way to get me. You can also find me on Facebook, Belladonna Laveau or LinkedIn or Twitter. Belladonna Laveau is pretty much everywhere. That's how you find me. That's the best way to do so. And um, how's the best way to find you, Sarah? Um, my Facebook or or Instagram. Um, Sarah my Facebook's under Sarah Livermore. Um, I recently, just yesterday, started a Twitter under my maiden name, Sarah Wild. Um, at um, Sarah Wild three. Apparently, there are two mm-hmm. other Sarah Wild. <laughs> um, okay, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Well, I, I know there's I do have a relative who's also Sarah Wilde. So um and yeah, but Facebook and Instagram. Terrific. On Instagram and if Sarah Wilde doesn't come up, try searching Conrad Saratina because that should come up. Terrific. So one last thought. And then, and then, and thank you for joining me tonight on this sort of thing. We, as we've said, I'll get out there, music and magic and everything else. So, can you give us one each? Uh, give us a, a give, Abella, Can you give me a, a, a tip that everybody, somebody who's just trying out makeup, and they want to make it magical for themselves? Is there some way what they can do when they put on that makeup, or some sort of ritual, or some sort of tip you can give them to make them feel more magical when they put on that makeup? So you you can turn anything into a ritual. You just have to put some thought into it. Putting on makeup is is a ritual to Aphrodite. That is what we do when we're invoking Aphrodite in the Temple of Aphrodite. So 
you just call to her and ask her to reveal your beauty to you. You have to remember that God and God has created you and they can't create anything that's not beautiful. Sometimes it's difficult for us to see our own beauty, but when you know that you are goddess and you are God, you just have to stand in that faith and wait to see it and know that it's there and allow it to be revealed to you. Use your makeup to enhance your beauty. And try not to do too much. Less is more, especially when you're starting. Start with just mascara and lipstick, and then move to maybe a little bit of base. But don't you want to stick with skincare? That's the most important thing. And keep it simple. Keep it simple. Be good to yourself. Thank you so much. And thank you both for being on. I think that we're going to be covering more of this later. And uh, I thank appreciate it. Thank you so much it. for having me, Ed. Oh, sure. And, <laughs> thank and, and you. Everybody knows this. And I thank both of you for being here. And I think that you both make excellent role models. And I want people to pay attention to this. Um, throughout this year that I've made my commitment, as you've heard, and uh, to doing this sort of work, and that is that we're going to talk more positively uh, about our community. And so, as you can, um, but if you want to find out more about what I'm doing next, edthepagan.com. You can check out what, what I'm doing, and uh, we'll be back with more shows here in the future, not only with these ladies, but we're going to be back. Um, tomorrow, Stephanie Neal is going to be talking about magic and what is magic, part of our elders' project. And on Monday, I'm going to go with Reverend J.J. Julianus, and we're going to be talking about Heartland, Heartland Wellness Festival, Heartland Pagan Festival, and their, 35, their 35th, no, their 40th celebration of their festival as well. And so here it goes. And um, thank you, everybody. And, of course, the one thing they wouldn't do, they didn't play much, uh, put out some piece of music. And, of course, the piece we want to play tonight is, oh, of course, I'm going to have a technical meltdown. So we're just going to say good night. And thank you, ladies. And good night, everybody. Good night. again soon. Good night. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.